We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Field of 68 After Dark, live from the Superdome. Mike Krzyzewski's coaching career has concluded. North Carolina and Kansas will meet for the national championship on Monday. I'm your host, John Fanta. We've got Jeff Goodman. We've got Randolph Childress. We've got Terrence Oglesby. We've got Rob Dowster. Get in the chat. Ask us questions. We want to hear from you. What we just watched tonight was college basketball history, an all-time game, and one last ride for Mike Krzyzewski just moments ago. He concluded speaking with the press. Rob Dowster, I'll start with you. Your immediate reaction to what we just witnessed. I'm shocked. More than anything else, um, I, it's not the way that I expected this to end. I think all of us picked Duke to win this game, correct? I think most of us picked – you picked North Carolina. He picked North Carolina over there, and T.O.'s got the audio going over here, messing it up as always. Um, I, I was I was surprised at the way it ended, uh, but it wasn't – I think it's something that we all thought could happen, right? Caleb Love taking over, making big shots down the stretch. Um, Armando Baycott toughened it out through the, the sprained ankle. It, it's I was I was shocked and, and honestly thrilled because how often do you get to see games like that? That was that was an all timer right there, guys. That was an all timer. We witnessed history, right? I mean, that's what we did. Like right. if, if Duke had won that game, it would have been a hell of a game, game but it was, it was historic. historic. Right. We right. Just witnessed history. Now we're gonna witness it no matter what. what. Right. right. If, if Kay lost. Or if we won the national title, title. we're going to win. But the way we we witnessed against against North Carolina, Carolina, a team that we did not not think had it in him to beat Duke, not once, once, but twice twice in the last few weeks, on the biggest biggest stages, was incredible, incredible, incredible. Amazing game. I mean, it was was a Hall of Fame game. You know, two coaches that, that... had great careers. I mean, Hubert more of a player and then Nash sliding into that role. Adversity he had to deal with all year long to get his team here. And what do you say? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, too. Coach K and his guys, Mark Williams, battled foul trouble, then Theo John. It, it, I know we're supposed to talk on the historic principles, but Coach K hardly wanted to talk about it, so I'm having a hard time talking about it, too. But it was uh, – what a game. I mean, you guys said it was an all-timer. I don't know how any other way to describe that. Uh, terrific performance by both teams. It seemed like Trevor Keels would hit one. Then Brady Manning came back and hit a three. And then Wendell Moore hits one. And it just continued to evolve and form into one of the greatest basketball games I've ever seen. Guys, it's sold out. 71,500 people. There wasn't an empty seat. And yet nobody was sitting. It was packed. The energy was great. It was a fantastic watch. I'm, I'm so fortunate. It, we it were lived close. up to it. How, how it, often do we we talk about games like this and hype up games like this 
did they actually live up to to the the expectations that we put on it? This one did. It delivered. To our viewers who are just joining in and and catching up on on everything that happened after the game, we were just in the press conference. Mike Krzyzewski just rode off on a golf cart down the hallway. Jeff, what was your takeaway from from the news conference that we just witnessed? You know, when I asked him what his emotions were, he said, it's not about me. And he kind of deflected and talked about his team and how much they meant to him. And listen, I think a lot of that was sincere. I think this team did mean a ton to him because they took him to the final weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, of the sports greatest states. Did they give him a national I don't know, but again, he of all people knows how difficult that is, right? But I wanted to hear his emotions about him, what he was feeling, and he didn't pour any of that out. I just feel bad. Because, listen, I know as I'm getting older and I'm not nearly as old as him, I'm getting more emotional. I know there was emotion in there, and I wanted to hear it, what it meant, what he was thinking. Sure, he was thinking about his players, but he was also thinking about this was my final time walking on court. I think he accepted that probably a while ago. So there could be some genuineness in him saying that he, he probably doesn't know how he's feeling. Right? I mean, this will sink in when the season ends right now for him. It's been like the last 43 years, whether it's a national championship, final four, he's done it all. So now that it's over, it probably won't hit him until the next coming weeks when it's like, hey, he's not going in the office. He's not recruiting. He's not doing any of those things that he normally does. Then you'll you probably see more emotion. But right now, you see those kids reacting the way they react. I don't care who you are. That, that's just going to be your natural reaction. Don't worry about your players. I thought we were going We're working through some audio. There you go. good now. Producer Dagan stepped in and got it covered. Stuff. We hear you in the chat. We see you in the chat. We're resetting some stuff here. I think we're okay now. All right. Get back into this. You know, what what you think of of the way are we good now, Dagan? It seems like we're good. Chat, let us know. All right, what what do you think? I mean, here's the, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. My actual take, though, is that you know, of course, it was about you. He's gonna say it's not about him. It was. I I didn't love the fact that he didn't acknowledge the elephant in the room. I'm just saying, like you you know that he that his career's over. Uh, but but he's. I say that again. We say that like we're expecting this emotional him to be all emotional. Yes. He, he, I was expecting. But what that. happens when you've already accepted that? When he made that announcement a year ago, you knew this was going to happen. I don't think he knows how he's supposed to feel. Like we're. Like we're I, mean, I, mean, I get. Come it. on. Wait, 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 wait. You can, you can think, think you know. You can think you know, but when you're walking off the court into that press, we started at the end of the press conference. He started to show a little bit of emotions, not tears, not at that level, but. Right, we started to see him get a little bit emotional towards the end as he was yeah. talking about that team. But, but you know, what's, you know what's wild about this entire situation? Villanova, their guys were so much more like they they were crying on the sideline. Colin Gillespie, they've been there. For the kids longer. and their kids, they've been there for longer. Like Colin Gillespie, like, like those other guys that were up there, they've been there. These dude guys, we talk about brotherhood all the time. No, he means K. He means K. Well, that's right. Well, even, even so, like, here's it. I thought I saw a little bit of emotion come out there at the very beginning. That was the only time I really felt. I saw. I felt like his voice cracked, and that was about it. Like, it, I don't think 
by not making it about him, it made it about him, if that makes sense. Like we wanted to we wanted to hear what he has to say and reflect on all his past players. Yeah. And reflect on yeah. everything that he's done. Yeah. Like this yeah, guy is a, this is your last time. Yeah. Like in the in the in the heat of the moment. He might talk about it down the road with somebody and do a one-on-one. But like that room was full. Like we haven't seen anything like that before. The room was full, standing room only in that that I mean, I watched him get on the golf cart with his wife. That was you know, the get, one time he could have been vulnerable. Though. Yeah. yeah like, that's yeah. the hard part. Like, I mean, he's been vulnerable before, but I think we expected more vulnerability there, and we got none of it for the most part. Why couldn't it? You say that. You say that. You say that. And I don't disagree with you saying But sometimes, sometimes you really, really, this has been going on. We talked about it all year long. We talked about these players feeling that pressure. You got to talk about him feeling that pressure. My question is, he could be, it's over, it's a relief, and then I think he'll come back in time well, and sit down and show Or maybe, or maybe he's coming no back for one more, one more year. No, maybe he's coming back. Maybe we got one more year because, coming. No, it's just that you don't know how you feel. Like, we're expecting this emotional cry. He's been dealing with this for so long. It's relief. He's missed multiple games this year. Yeah, like we don't know if it's physical thing. He's missed multiple games this year. Like this could be a relief for him. And then when he settles down, he'll come back with the emotions of saying, you know, this is it. We're expecting him to sit up there and cry his heart out. It's it, it's a relief. He's getting to go yeah. home, and it's it's a celebration. So some somewhat for him. I'll tell you what. We saw more emotion after the game from Hubert Davis, who who. Really got choked up uh, at the end and said, "I feel like Hubert cries after every game." Though. I did. I did. Too. His emotions were high. I mean, he said, "Look, I wasn't a McDonald's All American. I got an offer from Carolina at eleven fifty nine fifty nine on the clock. Now that. I met my wife there. Uh, it's it's a place that has defined my life, and so it, it's it's really uh, it, that was that was telling to me on the other side of this game. Hubert Davis is going to coach in the national championship game on Monday. And, and let's get to that. Let's get to the game." Let's get to the game, guys, because I think that, to me, is a story that's going to be overdone by Coach K's final game. Mm-hmm. This was one hell of a basketball game. How did Carolina come out on top in this one? I mean, Caleb Love was elite-level Caleb Love, except for the air ball, which, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just, listen, he's got big cojones. Mm-hmm. He wants it. And he made big plays, and Baycott was good, and you know, they, and they got, listen, they got Mark Williams in foul trouble. Yeah. And, and that was absolutely huge. Yeah, and, and get this. Caleb Love did not score until the 429 mark of the first half. He didn't score. He was 0 for 5 in the first 15 minutes of the game. Randolph, what did you see from Carolina that led them to win this game, that led them to prove a lot of people wrong tonight and win this game? Well, I, I would say... Everyone offensively had their moments. You know, we talked about Caleb Love getting a slow start, but K.J. Davis was, you know, I mean, R.J. Davis was awesome the first half. I mean, he was the guy that stepped up, got them going early when they were struggling offensively, and so the other guys got going. And at that point, everyone had their moments. Leaky Black stepped up, made shots. You know, Armando didn't have an offensive, a great offensive game, but he dominated the glass. And when Mark Williams or Theo John went over to rotate, he cleaned up the glass, and that's how he scored. We knew it'd be a difficult point, you know, task for him to score against Mark Williams, but he did a heck of a job getting getting him in foul trouble. And I thought that was a big part of the game was him getting a foul. You know, uh, Mark Williams picking up. He didn't protect his first foul. 
the first foul was him slapping like he was a six foot guard, and then the, the second one he had to come out. He's got to be smart. I, I hear coaches tell their players the all the time. Apollo's fault. It, yeah, protect the first one, and that would have never happened. And then they put him on a bench, and then that forced Theo to play the rest of the first half, and he gets four in about six minutes. And and yeah, and put them in a bind. And at that point, they were just trying to play matchups and figure it out what what the, almost a survival, still minutes at times. Guys, this was a game full of hard shots, too. I mean, both teams hit incredible shots towards the end of the game. It's just one of those things where it's making it really difficult on either team. And it was high-level basketball at its peak. When you're talking about Mark Williams protecting his first foul, of course. But another thing, too, guys, they had to go small because Theo John picked up his fourth in the first half. I mean, an overleague physical game. There were some calls that could have gone either way, of course, at the end. I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about that as much because I feel like we've <laughs> talked about refs about as much as we've needed to this tournament. But, uh, Terrific game all around. I don't have I don't have much to say. I'm just still blown away by how it went. It's just a terrific game. I will say this, and I thought that was a critical critical play in the game was <laughs> Jeff Obama. Welcome to live production, ladies and gentlemen. This yeah, that, is I wish you guys could see the setup we have right now. Because when this, when we when we really uh, take off, we were gonna laugh about the days that we sat here passing yeah, mics yeah, around, yeah, yeah. passing mics around, trying to yeah. figure out an echo while we're live while Dagan's stressing using an actual, actual like digital camera. camera. That's what we're record, shooting off of right now. Still go, this is still going better than your night last night. Great game, but I'm telling you and you guys Sean knows and Dagan knows we were sitting there when this was going on. And I said this when Mark Williams was at the free throw line and he missed those free throws. And I said, again, never questioning Coach K or his staff or anyone of that nature. But I said, I thought they should have put in, um, I'm having a brain fart here. They should have put in uh, 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 A.J. Griffin and taken, and taken Mark Williams out. Because they were gonna, he's gonna switch, and he did what he's done all year long. Mark Williams was in drop coverage. You let Caleb Love go left for a pull up three. You can count it, and and it was a dagger. Mm-hmm. Whereas that if AJ Griffin was in there, they probably would have switched. It would have been probably more difficult shot. But he was sitting in the lane, and people are looking at it as a late contest. But he was sitting in the lane and drop coverage. And when Caleb Love came off, Leaky Black set that screen, and you saw it go, and it was like wow. And I, 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 when I saw that happen, I said it right at the free throw line, and I, I wonder, I guarantee you, they're going to go back, and that play is going to haunt these guys. Thinking about, yeah, I mean, they they did that over and over again. Every single possession in the, probably the last fifteen minutes was put whoever Mark Williams is guarding as the screener and a ball screen, and let Caleb Love go make something happen. Let R.J. Davis go make something happen. I mean, that's that's what it's simple. Like, it's just that simple. Like, I'm I'm sitting sitting here trying to rack my brain, brain, like, what all happened? It was ball ball screen screen offense, offense, and Caleb Blood was really good at that. And he made plays, and it really happened. happened. Hit tough tough shots. Once he got in foul trouble, then he was tentative. That's right. Right? And then he was back on his heels. And the other thing you do is when you get down here like that, you're telling them anything but getting your shot blocked. Because now you got Armando crashing down the lane. No guard in college basketball is boxing him out. So if Mark Williams comes over, you're just telling those guys, just get it up on the rim. Armando's cleaning it up. And then he started hanging on to his guy, and they laid it up. Another point to be made there. Another point to be made there is when you had that switch and Caleb Love was able to penetrate and create help, what did that do? That freed up the backside for Armando Baycott to get some of those rebounds. I mean, it, it, Mark Williams, as good as he's been all tournament and all season long, protecting the rim, they found a way to pull him away. And he was yeah. tentative playing on his heels. I've got something here. I've got something, a, a tweet uh, from a really good bracketologist named Brad Wachtel. On February 16th, 
North Carolina lost at home to Pittsburgh. Dropped to 0-7 versus Quadrant 1. And was in major danger of missing the tournament all together. This was on February 16th. 45 days after that point, they're playing in the national championship. Yeah, I mean, it just it goes to show you how quickly you can flip it, right? In this day and age, you can flip it. And again, Hubert Davis has done a, a hell of a job. They should build a statue of him now because you are never going to have a better three-week stretch than Hubert Davis has had. He, he I just, I just want everyone to, to understand. Yeah. Goodman went from they hired the wrong guy, they got to get yeah. rid of Hubert Davis, to he's the greatest yes. coach in the history of the North Carolina basketball and program in the span of like Just like weeks, Carolina man. flipped it, I have flipped it with Hubert you gotta, Davis. They already got a court named after him. One guy's got the building. One guy's got the court. They got to give give Hubert a statue. Multiple natties, right? At least he, give him a bus. He, this guy ended K's career and beat K on K night. Can we can we talk like, about that on. for a second? Let's let's talk about that for a second. Okay, North Carolina. That would be, North. That would be the best thing ever if they just put. A statue yeah. of him just because he ended up like, think, think about that for a second. If he was at NC State, yes. And what underneath it, wait, wait, wait. Underneath, there's underneath the statue, it just says he ended Case Cody. Think about this. No, but think about this for a second. In Mike Shashesky's two most buzzed games of his career, buzzed, meaning the, the lead up to it. The lead up to the last game at Cameron was unlike anything we've ever seen in college basketball. Mm-hmm. In the most two anticipated games of Michael Shashevsky's career, Hubert Davis beat him. Yes, North, the statue. North Carolina beat them. It is the Build ultimate, the, the ultimate bragging rights. What if he wins he, Monday? A great listen. What I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Hubert Davis fan, and congrats. But, but. A statue when Dean doesn't have one and Roy doesn't have one and they have multiple national championships. Did they have, have we been? Did, did we go to Bourbon Street and I wasn't invited early? Like, what's going on? Dean or 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 Roy and Kid's career? Hell no. Listen, it's inevitable. It was going to end at some point, but we can't. A statue, fellas. I, I want some of that. Whatever you guys got on Bourbon Street last night, I'm just missing. Well, hey, give <laughs> not what Dawson has. Yeah, give give him a brass bust in the lobby. No, I can't. We'll call it even. If you have something, you might meet a swimmer. He will, he will get a probably a ten year contract extension and a raise. No, he should. No, absolutely, that's what he should get. Like the Tuesday, they got to give him like a rip up that contract and give him something. And again, I just I'm so impressed with Hubert Davis. And honestly, how he deals with his players. Yes. That that to me is the most impressive thing about Hubert Davis is how he has played psychiatrist to be able to figure these guys out. I think, you know, again, that that more important in some ways than X's and O's these days is getting your players motivated, you know, kind of hitting the right buttons with each guy, being adaptable. And that's what Hubert has done. Yeah, he's been terrific as far as that's concerned. With his players, I, he stuck with them, guys. Like, he stuck with them, he stuck with them, he stuck with them. They blocked out the noise, our noise. It was pretty, it was our noise. Mm-hmm. It was our noise. And, like, they, they were they were soft at the beginning of the year, but he stepped with them. He kept building their confidence. He got them to play together. He just tinkered with them a little bit. And, guys, I'm telling you, like, special group. 
special group he's got. Uh, this has got to be one of the better runs in North Carolina history, just because of where we were in January to where we are now. And, and I think one big thing to look at here, we talked about Duke's guard play. Hit, hit the button. Point guard play. Hit that button. Well, on this run, time and again, when finishing plays have needed to be made, Jeremy Roach has been huge in making them. And tonight, North Carolina held him to 2 of 11 from the field and 0 of 5 from 3. The biggest thing is Armando Baycott and company took that personally. Those comments personally. They're engaged defensively. And I, I thought that Carolina... I, I, saw, I saw a stat to, to your point. Yeah. You mentioned the 45 days from the, the yep. loss, the Pittsburgh loss. Mm-hmm. Bart Torvik, I'm whipping it out. Bart Bart Torvik runs. He does the efficiency side that you could break it down by. Sure. Since the loss to Pittsburgh, North Carolina has been a top five defensive team in college basketball. Yeah. Top five. I know. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not. I wasn't going to argue that. I'd say this. The problem with Carolina defensively was just when they traveled away from Dean Smith. That was the problem early on. Again, it's funny that we're talking about a national championship team at home. They were giving up, I think, 60, 61 points a game in a day. And that was the lowest since the 81-82 national championship team. So we're talking about this, and, and now they're in the national championship. So the defense was there. It just didn't travel. So they were just they were, they were acting for a mature veteran group, an experienced group, I'd say. They just didn't – you know, you expect that from a young team. And they didn't take it on the road. But defensively, for the first half of two-thirds of the season, when they were home, they were phenomenal. They just couldn't they just travel. travel. Neutral so, fights game, fights game. RC, or either one of you guys. So, Duke had four pros on this team. They should have beaten Carolina. We all picked they them except have. for Fanta. Well they done, Fanta. Well, again, Jeff, we talked about the rivalry. You know, when you get a rivalry game like this, it doesn't matter. Shaman was on the show and told us that. He said, teams, when they were ranked one and we weren't ranked, we would win. And that's just what this robbery is. Yeah. Guys, step up. And another thing, too, guys, if you look back at Duke's tournament run uh, up to this point, they shot the ball well. What was today? They, two, what, they hit two, goodness me, five of 22. I mean, that's not good. And enough. they were 12 of 20 from the line. That's not it. And they're not a they're not a great three-point shooting team. Yeah, but it, they're not. But it, overall, you're absolutely correct. But at the same time, during this run, whenever they played they Texas Tech and stuff like yes. that, they would open it up early in the game. So some of these early threes would make these teams more tentative, and they would stretch it out a little bit more, giving Jeremy it cost them tonight. It, it did. did. It cost absolutely. them. Absolutely. Again, did. Caleb Love got hot. They were 10 for 26. And again, Duke kind of showed their true colors shooting it behind the arc. All right. We are a half hour into the show, and there was another team that did win tonight, and that's Kansas. But I have to ask you guys this immediately, your immediate lean. It could change after a night of sleep. I know you need sleep badly. Your iPhone even just said, hope you sleep well tonight, which is pretty amazing because you're very much. I saw it. I watched that happen. Okay. The line is out. By the by the way, there's a reason. Can, I guess? Can we guess the line? Yeah, I just want to make it clear. There was a reason why I wore this to the arena. Was that for Roy Williams or something? Or yeah. Carolina Blue? I, I mean, what is it? What do you think it was for? A gender reveal? I don't know. I mean, now we're playing Carolina against Kansas. I know. Yeah, yeah. Blue. You got yeah, blue. right. Okay, Duke, Duke wore blue too. This is not Duke blue. Right, it's a little lighter. It's a little Fancy. lighter. Get fancy his flowers, man. Fancy will pick them. Get I. Them. He did pick him. He did. No, no, Fanta, you picked him. Wait, wait, guess the line. 
I would say uh, five. For who? Kansas. Maybe lower. Probably lower. Probably four. Probably might even be three and a half. No, it, it'll be, it's going to be like two, yeah. 2.5. Opening line is four and a half. Right. That was close. That microphone. He doesn't get to guess the line. Is that what you have, Terrence? <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Who do you think is going to win the national championship? You know what? I, I, I don't even honest. know anymore. I mean, honestly, we all thought North, it's, it's going to be North Carolina. Carolina. Who, who are we kidding? It's North Carolina. They are the team of destiny. I have not picked one right here since about the late eight. I'm going Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> they're playing so well. Right you, now. you know, it'll be great. It'll be a phenomenal moment in, uh, in in the sport of college basketball. If Bill Self wins, cuts down the nets, and goes up on that stage, and Mark Ember, the president of the NCAA, has to give him his national title award while he's facing what is it, like five level. My guess violations? is it won't be Ember who goes up there. You don't think so? He's no. ducking the smoke. I think it's already on the beach. Are you saying? Somewhere. Are you saying Mark Ember's going to duck the smoke? I ain't already left. It's the worst nightmare. He left so, about the end of the first day. Pretty much. He's like, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this. He's bills on us. Right. Bill, we, Bill gets We took care of Carolina and their academic <laughs> scandal. Yeah. Wait, how long did he get when you, when you said that? No, when I asked him about the K, yeah, he was not happy. Right. It was like 15 years ago. Like, dude, you, you met with him once. You haven't called him in years to discuss a sport. Like, come on, you're terrible at your job. You should be fired. Everybody knows that. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about Mark Emmert on this show. But listen, to me, Kansas, I was super impressed because the one thing that we all were keyed in, keyed in on with them was Remy Martin, right? Remy Martin's got to play well. He's got to play well for them to win. He didn't do jack shit. But you know who did? David McCormick. Oh, he, was he was a beast. He was an absolute... And, and if you get David McCormick going early, he is a different player, and they're a different team. And then Ochai, like, man, was he filthy, right? Filthy. Like, you're watching him, RC, and you're both you and T.O., and you're like, listen, you guys can shoot it. The ball didn't it didn't hit anything but the bottom of the net in those first four threes. What was he, six, six of seven from three. Yeah. They, they go from up 16 or 18. They might have been up 25 and a half. It, it was over at half had he did that. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, you know, to me, again, I, I think the difference now in this game obviously becomes overall, right? This Kansas team's got a lot of talent. Ochai now has – not that he lost any confidence. He didn't, but it, now he's feeling it's it. Good sign. He's feeling it here. In this building, the shoot in in domes. That's what everybody says. He's right? shooting domes. He shot. Oh, didn't even hit the net on those shots. It's crazy, right? I, I thought he made a mistake. Yeah, I, I thought they they were so concerned with McCormick that they were helping off, and he got open looks. And once he was shoot, he was wide open. Wide open. How are you allowing that? Right. They had no answer for McCormick. Well, but we knew that. And that's kind of what I said before the game, and I've said all year. Why didn't Jay Wright go to the portal and get another long athletic big? 
because Dixon was overmatched. What are we laughing about? Did I say something again? It's your. You know, he's a big fan of Jones. I said, you're a big Jones guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. Jeez, that Christian that Brown, Brown, am I right? <laughs> Christian Brown, am I right? He hit some big ones in the dome. He's a big dome guy. Uh, he, yeah, he talked more shit than you should. Oh uh, man, he talked he talked shit to, to, to people in the stands, to, to everybody on the sideline, anybody who was playing against, anybody who would listen. He was talking more shit. Uh, he, 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 Caleb Love. he probably no, talked more shit. No, Caleb, Caleb Love at the end of the games. I don't know. Christian Brown could could score six. Probably done. After that love on the run, he came ran right over here, right in front of us. I'm sitting. I'm sitting right in front of where it was, and we're beside the Duke parents. And he looks to the Duke section at the Duke parents and just points. Like that. He was probably talking to you and saying, yeah. I heard the stories about you last night. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to let it go. I, I'm, it, it is what it is. Hey, the, but, but Christian, Christian, oh, <laughs> Christian man. Brown's, there, there were a couple shots at the end of the shot clock. Like there was a prayer that he knocked in that was incredible. That was a dagger. It was over when he hit he threw that last late shot clock play. It was over. I wanted to ask Jeff this because Jeff, yeah, we will. So wait, so so Jeff, Bill Self lost his father yeah. earlier this year. So what's this? What's this mean for him? Well, the the other part is again the elephant in the room here that he's probably not going to talk about. But again, it's been tough for him um, and the whole program because they've been dealing with the NCAA stuff, right? right? So it's it's losing your father obviously is more important than anything, but what kind of the emotions that are probably going to go through his head if they win this whole thing on Monday night. I don't know if he'll get emotional. I I don't know. I mean, again, I've never seen Bill self emotional like that, but I got to figure this one would mean a hell of a lot. First of all, it's number two, if he gets it. And that puts you in a completely different category as a head coach. We've heard Sean Miller say over and over and over, he's the best coach in the sport right now. And, And he is. But again, a lot of guys have won more. Not many have won multiple national titles. That puts you in a different category. I don't think he would get emotional. I think he would walk up to Mark Emmert and accept the trophy and just go, hey, 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 you like that one, big boy? And then just take it from him and then walk off with his team. I really think that's what would happen. Bill Self, the way he coaches his guys and gets them ready to play, unbelievable. Dave McCormick tonight, whew. And I know Bill Self went through a lot. I, I lost my father, what, two and a half years ago. It's hard. And he had him a lot longer than I did. I'm a little jealous. But at the same time, like, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. And for him to make this run after something like that is so significant. What has clicked for Kansas? And did you think four weeks ago that they'd be in a national championship game? I, well, first of all, what clicked tonight was their pace. Like, their pace playing against a shorthanded Villanova team was terrific. Uh what what has also clicked, if you want to look at it at a macro level at the at the entire tournament, I think role definition has really been good, and I think Bill Self has realized what Remy Martin is, and, and he's he's gone to it. He's I'm not going to change him. He's a spurtable spurtable guy that's going to go on and, and score ten quick in a row. 
He's going to score six in a row and flip a game on its head when you're struggling offensively. You're not going to change the guy. You have him for a year. And, and you're right, because early on, I think he thought he could. And then at, at a certain point, it was kind of the injuries. But a lot of it was trying to figure out Remy up here. And now Remy, actually, he didn't do anything tonight offensively. But you know what he did? He just moved the ball. He really did. He didn't take a lot of bad shots. A couple, but nothing too crazy. He didn't try to do too much. And I think that's the thing. You bring him off the bench as a guy who can just go and push the ball. And I thought DeJuan Harris was awesome defensively tonight, too. That's the other part. Like, Harris was good defensively. Ochai and McCormick were great. Brown made, Brown made a couple big shots. Um, I, I like Kansas in this championship game. But, again, if Caleb Love is Caleb Love again, second half tonight, man, I, I don't know. RC, I want to get your reaction to this. We got a tweet from a Carolina fan, and I think it's interesting. They they ask, can you guys talk about how Roy had this exact lineup plus Brooks, Kessler, and Sharp, and they got bounced? And he says, Hubert shortening the rotation has been huge for this team. Your thoughts? I don't know if he shortened it because I don't know if how guys, a lot of those guys didn't play early anyway. Dawson, Dawson, yeah, I mean, Dawson, Dawson leaving was just kind of, but the different, the, the philosophical difference in years past was Roy had the two big guys. They always played with the dominant bigs and then they just spread it to four. And then people early on, it just, because you're accustomed to Carolina's best offense was throw it up and go get it. They were the number one offensive rebounding team in the country for years under Roy. That was a stiplet. Now Hubert takes over. He spreads you out. And we talked about how great Manic, you know, Brady Manic's been all, all play of March Madness. You know, he's been great. And so that's just a philosophical approach of trying to modernize their offense of what they're doing. So I I don't think that's that's much to talk about. Man, how many that. big threes did he hit? I mean, just clutch down the stretch. Oh, yeah. there was a couple there was a couple that Brady Manic knocked down that when I say they were contested, like Wendell Moore was chest to chest with a guy. Like some of those threes, and it goes back to what you said too. It, this season, and to answer that question, uh, John. Like this season coming in, we were like, well, they're taking away their offensive rebounding because they're going to try to space the floor. Well, what's happened is Caleb Love now has more room to operate. R.J. Davis has more room to operate. Yes. Uh, Brady Manick benefits from playing with those guys, and you see why. And so even though it's the same lineup, to, RC, what our, to R.C.'s point, it, it's the same lineup, but the philosophy is different. It's we're going to attack first, pitch out, as opposed to we're just going to ram it down their throats and get a bunch of twos. That's been the biggest difference this year. So, you know, initially I, I, I had Kansas win and get into the final game. Then when I thought they were going to play Duke, I'm like, you know what? I don't like the matchup. I don't like the matchup. Now I kind of like it again because, again, I, I feel like they're not going to be overpowered physically at, at the guard spots. I was just worried about them matching up against Duke guards. Now I'm really not. And to me, the big matchup, again, is going to be McCormick. Like, I do. I think David McCormick has to be – he doesn't have to be tonight David McCormick because we've never seen that before. We have never seen it, like, at that level before. But I think McCormick's got to be good David McCormick and consistent David McCormick, not in, in one spurt here or one – because otherwise we looked at what Baycott can do. And I don't know how healthy he's going to be. I asked him when he was walking out after the game. I said, how are you feeling? And uh, after he said to me, how do you like that, Jeff? Um, he said, pretty good. Like, I, he'll be fine. He'll be, I, 
You know, I don't think. Oh, it's oh a, yeah, I was about to say he's going to be sore. Yeah, tomorrow. but it, if it was like a third degree sprain, he won't know until tomorrow or tonight. Like we don't know right now. Yeah, go back. He's walking back. That thing could be swung up. We, we just won't know, but it will. It will hurt them. You don't think they would have kept him out of any of the media stuff? It was if it was that they would have said, "Hey, hell, we're we're getting him back now. We're getting him off that foot right away." He could have been. Mm-hmm. I could have. You know, I hate to use this analogy, but he could have been a, a gunshot wound or something. But the adrenaline of this game. I mean, this is the greatest rivalry in college basketball. It is. I don't care what schools you can talk about. This one here, and we saw it at the Final Four. I mean, it lived up to everything you thought it could be. Uh, what a win for college basketball. I mean, His Achilles and is again, with, with terrible tomorrow. It's yeah. going to hurt so bad when he wakes up and has to just take the first step in the morning. You remember those ankle sprains? I, I do it every day. Oh, the first the first step out of bed every day reminds me why I quit every time. Listen, the atmosphere here, again, we mentioned this at, at, off the top, but Carolina dude. Full, completely full. In New Orleans, a city that embraces this. And and to me, you had something that we haven't had in life. Our sport has been affected more than any other sport of the last two years. The tournament was gone two years ago. Last year, it was a shell of itself. You know, it, it just, it was. And I talked to Scott Drew about it today. And, you know, he wishes his players had the opportunity, he, you know, he, being here today, watching this and saying like, they missed out on this. They missed out on this. So I think uh, again, it couldn't have been a better night for college basketball, even though Kay lost, he handled himself with class. He did. He handled himself with class after the game. Now he had time to kind of compose himself and his emotions. And that may be, listen, he may have let those emotions loose probably did when we did not see it. Yes. I don't know about how you guys felt about this, but it, the noise for the Carolina and Duke game was four times louder than the, the Villanova Kansas Oh, my God. Like, it was definitely sitting no matter where you sat. Loudest you've ever heard a building in general. I thought that was, like, a significant difference when you hear about yes. the fans. It was unreal hitting around the noise in when big, that game came. In a big arena like yeah. this where yeah. sometimes it's yeah. hard, right? You want the smaller – Venue sometimes because like in Cameron, yeah, Cameron's great, Fog Allen's great. This was awesome tonight. There was no fake noise in here, and it was that loud. And there, there's some places in our conference that have fake noise. There you yeah. go, no. Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, Boston, Conte Forum. Oh boy, it's Boston College. Oh, it's, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty quiet in both of those places. No <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they can't, can't fool people at Conte Forum. We are in. We are in, what was it, 71,000? 71,500. This building holds 71,500 people, right? It is enormous. You don't really understand how big these domes are until you sit at the bottom and you just kind of look at how how massive it is, right? It's huge. And it felt like we were in one of these, like, little small, like the kennel at Gonzaga or um, at Fall Gallon Fieldhouse, where it's just you pack everybody in there, as many people as possible, and it just is, it's, it felt like Cameron. Right? Yes. It felt like that kind of environment. And the craziest part about it is it was a neutral site venue. Like this was not, this was not something where you have everybody room for the same team. Carolina, I thought it was clearly more Carolina fans. I, I, I think they were louder. They travel well. They, they, travel, they travel well. well. And, and there's more, I feel like 
they were here because it was something that nobody expected, right? Duke fans are here to see Coach K's last ride. Carolina fans are here to end Coach K's last ride and win a national. Like, I just feel like it's... I just think the fan base is is stronger. I do. I, I think Duke is more spread out, but I think the Carolina fan base is, is that kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah. It's, it's stronger, passion. right? You guys would know better than me. I hate them all, so. <laughs> There's no love loss. I'm sick to my stomach right now. I had to sit in here and whatnot. It was a great game. Uh, pivot, pivot. But I got to be clear. People are like, who do you want to win? I don't care who won. I'm, I'm sometimes. You just I, want Kansas. Listen, uh, one of my former teammates, White, is married to a Tar Heel and, and, and called me and said, hey, you know, she made a reference to the game. And I'm like, you know what it's like for me? It's like. How do you want to die? Lethal injection. Or, 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 you know what I mean? Like, how do you want to die? On an electric chair. Like, which one? Which one? I had to sit here and... But no, it was it was fun to watch. It was a great game, but hell, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. So it, it was... There was a time, Fanta, I looked over, and it, it was about three minutes ago. I, I'm sitting yeah. beside Doster here. I'm six feet from the floor, and I... It's a great mm-hmm. game. But I look across, across this way here, and th- those watching, just just all these seats behind us, nobody was sitting. Right. And like, th- this was the game that, all right, I'm, I'm going to go real macro. This is the game that America deserved after the past two years. Yes. The, the, uh, the world deserved this game. It was unbelievable. And, and you know it was a great game when literally 40 minutes after the game, there are still people in their seats trying to understand what they just watched. People didn't want to leave this dome. They did not want to get out of here. There were people just literally trying to figure it out. And, and I agree with you, Terrence. I know. But but I do think for college basketball, with all the hype built up, how many times do you have a game get hyped up to the max and then it's a massive effing dud? This was outstanding. It exceeded its hype. It got hyped for Coach K. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of like the first one. When they played in Cameron, it got hyped because of Coach K. This one still got hyped mostly because of Coach K, and it delivered again. Yes, and while, and while you said that, my, my closing thought on, on that situation is it got hyped for the reasons that make us roll our eyes because we cover the sport day in and day out. Mm-hmm. The game itself showed people why they should watch college basketball mm-hmm. throughout the year. My shoulder still hurts, by the way. I just want you to know that. Big Eric Montrose over there just walked past. Mm-hmm. Just located my shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 first, he's the reason I had the first shoulder surgery. Why would you? Why would you go in at uh, on Big E like that? This is why I, I I pick and chose when I needed to play defense because I was supposed to dig. I had to help uh-huh. dig in on the post. I go digging on the post. And he dislocates my shoulder. He picked and chose when he played defense too. He just didn't. He, he chose. Never, but he chose before he ever walked in the right, gym. That's right. I chose once the game started. <laughs> Who played well today in the media? I, I wouldn't even do that. I played. I played pretty well in the media game. I wish the guys would have would have had somebody to vouch for me. No, but I, I hit some shots. But I mean, like you know, you know, we try to get going in the media game. I hit some shots. What's that? Oh. We did the media game already. Didn't we do the media game? game? All right. Didn't we already say that? Did we do that pregame? I wasn't on that show, so I didn't. Did we do pregame? Did we already talk about the media game? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I played. played good. (laughs) Oh, he wasn't on the pregame. I'm sorry. We already did. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. So, after what we just witnessed here for for North Carolina and Duke, right? After all of the buildup to 
after after the reaction of beating Coach K and ending his career, right? After beating your biggest rivals on the biggest stage of the sport, your season's not over. You have to turn around. You have to turn around. You got to play another game of forty. That's hours. a great point. How that we haven't talked about how yet. how yes. hard is it going to be? I want to hear these North guys. Carolina yeah. to 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 make that happen. Randolph, you're shaking your head. You're shaking your head. The emotions. That that's we, what I would we, say. We said that. Are they are they worn down? Like do, do you are you spent emotionally at all? It's the national it's championship, national championship right. guys. Uh, is why I say no. It's it's you you you. You know what it means because you're right. Hubie said it great. He said, hey, I want my guys to celebrate. Go celebrate it. And they should. You celebrate it tonight. They're not going out. They're not going to do anything. They're enjoying They're going the to enjoy yeah. what they did tonight. It was a great You don't think they're rolling on Bourbon Street right now? Because, like, think about Doubtful. it. Well, other, than, other, other, other than yeah. Jeff, who could go to sleep after the game right now? After no. This? <laughs> no, we just <laughs> Jeff's the only guy. It's so much energy. It's only because I haven't gone to sleep in two nights. Jeff, we have breaking news in the chat. What do we got? Someone has uh, just spotted Jerry Stackhouse on Bourbon Street. Is that right? Stack? Probably celebrating. Probably throwing his beads, yeah. maybe. There was a lot of guys here from both sides here for this game tonight. Yeah. So there's bragging. Oh, right Shimon tonight. tried to call me right after. I hit ignore a couple times. Yeah, we'll get Shimon on. Shimon will get a return appearance. Yeah. Greg Polish will not. No, he's done. Done. Uh, Are you ready to go to bed? We cut Greg Paul. Hell yeah, I'm ready. We're ready to close this out. I'm I'm ready to close no, it. Seventeen more minutes. <laughs> Do we have a pillow here or something? <laughs> Damn, seventeen more minutes. Do you hear my voice? For the record, we're, for the record, we are not sponsored by my pillow. Uh, we are presented. By Bet Rivers. I didn't ask you because uh, speaking of Bet Rivers, you do these previews. You did two the other day. You look, you look so hungover doing them. Uh, but I have to ask you, wh- who do you think is going to win this game Monday Monday night? But, but for, first and foremost, when I did them the other day, it was like an hour after I landed. Oh, yeah. Did I'm you like, drink on the plane? No. <laughs> Just- and he doubles down. Yeah. He just, he well, just no, comes, he's, he's fired. He's he fired. He's an alcoholic in he's, the regular season. He, he's, yeah, he did. But he, you're, you're already firing shots. I'm just. I'm catching, not. I'm not I'm trying. Just, well, just I guess catching, I am. I don't care. I'm just catching bullets. It's after um, midnight. I really don't give a shit. No, I, I really. Who's gonna win Monday night? I think Kansas. I think Kansas is gonna win. And to be clear, I, I think I've gotten every single pick that I've tried to make wrong. I don't. This entire tournament, I think, is the exact opposite of, of what I thought would happen. Um, at every turn, but I I think I think Kansas ends up winning for a couple of reasons. One, I think McCormick is the perfect matchup for Armando Baycott. Like he's the guy that can keep him off the glass. Um, he can probably get him into foul trouble. I'm sure they're going to try to find ways to scheme it. Uh, I think Oshai Abaji has found a way to get it going. Where's he going? Uh, all right. Yeah, internet's not not good. We're 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 live and rolling, though, right? No, I'm just All right. let me ask, <laughs> let me ask you this question for this for this foursome because I think this is interesting. So now he takes his last ride back. The team's gonna fly. They're gonna head back to to Durham. Uh, what what do you anticipate here? The next I don't know two three weeks being like for for Duke basketball and knowing how this ended and knowing the state of the program, what do you think of of everything that's about to happen? What do you think of John Shire taking over? The the interesting one is. Is is Coach K going to conduct those meetings, or is John Shire? Because obviously, you want you want oh, sound we'll, advice. We'll do outgoing meetings. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, like, well, he referenced in in the press conference. He was saying, well, uh, 
you know, we're going to try to give him good advice and all that stuff. How much input is he going to have with that? Because if I'm John Shire, like some of those guys, he needs to have those conversations, right? So there's going to be, no, he doesn't. No, I mean, they're gone. Like who's coming well, back? Well, no, but I mean, well, you also <laughs> want to keep those guys. They want a golf cart. You didn't see him on a golf cart. Yeah, he was on a golf cart. <laughs> Coach K's last ride. John Fantasy. They, they jumped on the back of the golf and cart. And they and they got a great class coming in next year. So it's like, not it's not like there's pressure to try to keep these guys here. The only one, okay, so uh, Trevor Keels. Trevor Keels. Like that that's a conversation so that Shane needs to have. He, I agree with you. He was so good tonight again, T.O. He made that three, that late three. Drove it. Like, he start, He ended the season like he started. Missed the free throw. He did. He did. It, there was one point we looked down at the stat sheet. He had 14 points, zero boards, zero assists, zero steals, zero score. turnovers. He, that, that's why he was out of starting lineup. That's right. But he came in. He was good tonight. I call that, oh, he was I call that an all-T.O. game. <laughs> Cause, cause here's the thing. Everybody here was not unsure of Hubert Davis. You know In why fact, my main people doubt it. <laughs> Do you believe, yes or no, that John Shire is going to keep Duke at Final Four national championship level? I think, I think, Duke Nation needs to be patient because, right. huh? Why should they be patient? No, because there's a there's fans aren't. No, you're right. You're right. But at the same time, like. No. Next season, they're going to be really, really good because talent's going to keep him in. But there's going to be a lot of late-game adjustments that he's going to have to learn on the fly. The staff not saying he can't do the it. The staff will be important. It's going to be huge. Right. It's going to be huge. I, I, I've been told he's going to hire – I can't say who it is, but he's going to hire a, 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 a head coach. Not a veteran guy. A current head coach. A current head coach. That's what I'm told. Wow. Current head coach. Why do you think you could break it? I don't know. I don't know. Not right now. Because I'm going to sleep. When I wake up tomorrow, maybe. 12 more minutes? (laughs) Unbelievable. 12 more minutes. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, Shire, the problem is with this great class comes great expectations. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Guys, it's Duke and it's Carolina. Oh, but but, but wait, wait, wait. So, Hubert was awful for 90% of the year. Now, and we would, and we now were, we're celebrating. And, and, and now you're trying to and, give him a statue. And there, were, and, he statue. Right. and there were people calling for his job. We were questioning okay. if he would have the job. That's I'm not just saying you. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Listen, Carolina fans were questioning him. Of course. But the standard is the standard. These aren't programs you get to take over and then say, oh, okay, well, it, it doesn't matter. If you're the head coach of Duke or the Carolina, the standard is the standard. That doesn't change. That doesn't this change. isn't a program like a coach came in and made him. You know, you know, coach, you know, coach, you know, coach K's done this for 40 years. years. This guy was, he was hand-picked by him. There's a, there's so what does he have to do next year? What's good, What's good enough, enough for them next year? Hubert, Hubert just raised the damn bars, what he just did. Yeah, Let's just call it what it is, right? Hubert raised the bar for him. The standard, 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 the national championship is the standard that Duke. And if he isn't that guy, then they shouldn't have gave him the job. But if he goes to a sweet 16 next year. I mean, they may not have a national championship team. I mean, the one thing we do know, they're building this program with the freshmen, right? Next year, They're at the mercy, just like this year. I mean, Paulo, the question is, will their freshmen be, because they're at the mercy of these guys. Right? Is it is it Paulo Vincaro type of freshman? Or is it going to be not physically. That'll yeah, be Kyle, Kyle Filipowski's their best player. He's seven feet two twenty. I would I would scream to get. I think to get Jeremy Roach back. Oh, oh, you got to get Jeremy. You have to get Jeremy Roach. You got to get Jeremy. Which is so crazy. We're saying that, yes, yes, right? Yes, that's that's the keeper. But you have to have a veteran, 
and you have a veteran at the most important spot on the court, which would be huge. Because Roach, I think Roach is actually a good intangible, a good leader. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think certainly that's going to help. I think he could be one of the best point guards in the country next year. And I'm not even kidding. Are we about out of battery there? Goodness me. There you go. Yeah, we'll just pass it around. Um, no, I think Jeremy Roach could be one of the best point guards in the country. That R.J. Davis just looking ahead to next year. That R.J. Davis uh, matchup next year is going to be one of the best. There we go. All right, we're plugging in a laptop here. This is, this is thrilling. So be prepared. It might be the wrong plug. Kansas and Carolina <laughs> on Monday night. It's the Roy Williams Bowl here uh, in New Orleans. I think it'll be interesting to. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's Roy Williams ball. The Roy Williams ball. I, I'm with you. But you guys talked about McCormick. Did it die? The computer. Oh, you just yeah. turned it low. Okay, yeah, I just turned the screen down. So it lost Roy Williams ball. You've got McCormick and Baycott. <laughs> Uh, who, who guards? Hold on one second. Good Mine's only yeah. 50 years old. All right. Sorry. Uh, who's going to guard Baji? I'm thinking about. It's got to be Leaky Black. Huh? And, and then you have to be serviceable serviceable everywhere else. Uh, Leaky actually made a big shot tonight. He did. Big oh, shot. He took He oh, took yeah. a bunch. Yeah. He absolutely did. Well, they dared him. And I actually like that. I, I, I like that, um, what they did there and just said, like, we're not even going to guard you. But it hurt him a little bit. It did. They did a good job on Manic early. Yeah, I think you you, you obviously go Leaky Black on Agbaji. I'm telling you, the, the biggest thing is going to be how Kansas defends these ball screens with Caleb Love with the ball in his hands. Because if he's what he was tonight, oh, buddy, I'm not sure how you really guard him. Now, that being said, Kansas's length at that 2-3-4 position is different. Uh, Duke has that length too, but they're young. Kansas has that length, but they're old. So I'm curious to see how Coach Self decides to play that uh, in that national championship. I just think they Kansas is a more mature team, absolutely. You know, and they've got a more mature head coach. That's the other thing, right? They've got a guy who's coached a, a ton of games. He's been here before. Now, obviously, it didn't matter tonight, right? I mean, Hubert, Hubert won. He came out on top. So I, I don't know. I just. I feel like Kansas overall is is the better team, the more trustworthy team. Um, and Ochai, to me, having a night like he did tonight, and McCormick for his confidence tonight, he's just at a different level these last few games. I think the matchup was favorable for him. I mean, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Eric Davis was just, you can tell from the very first play. I mean, Eric Dixon, physically, he was like, hey, you know, he leaning and trying to get a little extra. You could tell he was playing against a bigger, more physically stronger yes. guy. And it, it was just too easy for him. And that won't be the case you know, right. tonight. And, and, and so things will be a lot different from, from that standpoint. <laughs> and if McCormick struggles just a little bit, because I thought Armando Baycott struggled tonight. You know, but but it was but it was the Mark Williams length. That length is negated now. So which one of these below the rim guys? Stays out of foul trouble and plays yeah. the better game. But what you have to do when you play against Kansas is that five man has to really be moving whenever his guy doesn't have the ball. You can never stop moving your feet in the post because of how they're able to enter it into McCormick. Baycott's ankle might play play a role in this game. How he's able to move, how mobile is he yeah, in small good spaces. Point. I think that's a significant thing to watch as well. Yeah. I mean, it was clear Nova didn't have the juice 
they they weren't going to have one of these guys mysteriously magically step up that hasn't all season long. I, I I disagree with that a little bit. They got off to a slow start, but I thought that they played really well offensively. I thought it was one right. of the best offensive games yeah. they played in this tournament. Their issue was they couldn't stop anybody, yeah. and it helps that Kansas goes. To, what was the stat you had? The threes. I mean, yeah, what, exactly. what, you had the stat. What, what's the stat? Yeah, they they hit thirteen threes combined. Kansas was 13 for 44 from three in their last three games entering tonight. Mm-hmm. They were 13 of 24 from three tonight. Yeah, when you're going to make those shots, it makes it that much more difficult to to send extra help to to David McCormick. And when you combine that with the fact that that Villanova was not able to create the uh, the mismatches for themselves on the other end because they had to have Brian Antoine on the floor. Brian Antoine was not ready for a game like this. No. Missing rotation. Yeah. They, they, so they basically had five guys, and they couldn't go to the lineup that would work the best for them, which is when you would have Jermaine Samuels at the five, be able to take advantage of that mismatch on the other end of the floor. And it just – it is what it is. And I don't – I to me, it was it was their defense, right? They could not get stops. They made they made runs in the second half. They were, they were two Caleb Daniels – threes that rattled, oh, that in and yeah. rattled out. Yeah, yeah they, they were halfway down and came out. And if those go in, we're having a different conversation about they the way that game played out. Five points. They couldn't get it inside five points. It was like if they would have made that Listen, last step to finally yeah. get there, it could have happened. But, but, but they never should have been in the game anyway because, honestly, if McCormick didn't pick up that second foul, they would never would have been a game. Now, give them credit because it, it is a team of culture. They didn't quit. They came back. They Gillespie made some big-time shots. I just – I would have loved to have seen this game with Justin Moore. Yeah, and it's funny. College basketball has a storyline to it always. So Bill Self said, look, tonight everything went our way early. And in 2018, it was the exact opposite when Nova just buzzsawed through Kansas. How about this? Ten years ago, Bill Self's in this building, right? And he loses to John Calipari in the national championship game. Ten years later, in this very building, he'll have a chance to do it against now. I think in 2012... Hubert was either just ending his TV time at ESPN. Now he's coaching in at North Carolina in the national championship game. Like things come full circle, but put some respect on the Big 12's name. Oh, unbelievable. The Big 12 has had a team in the national champ. What's going on? Google knows how much time it is. Yeah, four minutes left. Well, this this is an easy. Yeah. We still have to walk. This, can we get cheesecake or something? I have to eat. I, I have to eat. I am so hungry right now. I've lost weight. They're, they got pizza back there. No, we're not getting pizza from the press Greg, room. Greg, you're, you're listening right now. I know you're listening. Come out Come out here with a, with a pizza box. Yeah, Greg, come out with a pizza box. Wait, wait, Thank you, how about this? How about this stat? The Big 12 has had a team in the national championship game the last three NCAA tournaments. It's been a different team. It's unbelievable. That, that is kind of amazing. Texas Tech, Baylor, and now Kansas. Wow, that is amazing. By the way, uh, you see Huggy Bear earlier tonight? What, Front row? What, what an outfit he had on. Can we talk about that? I didn't see it. It was like yellow. It was a three-piece suit, but instead of having a button-down as the the uh, the, the, the yeah. bottom layer, yeah. he had on a bright, I guess, yellow? I think it was, it was yellow. It was like a bright yeah. yellow West Virginia shirt. And it was one of those. It was one of those suits where uh, it doesn't really fit them all that well, right? Snug. N- no, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was yeah, yeah. It was like one that he would probably need in five years if Huggy Bear keeps going in the direction. You know Huggy that everybody going. who um, makes it to a championship game gets two seats for the rest of their career in the front row. You make it to a championship really? game, you get two seats in the front row. Yes. 
What happens if so, you make a second championship game? Like, does Coach K have? No, you don't get two more seats. So you don't Coach get, K like, like doesn't have an for every role, role. for every championship game. You don't get two seats. You just get if you do. Do you get any seats to a championship game? Like, you know, no. Why would I get any seats? For what? Oh, for memory. Yeah, I'm sure he's really. You can just take Barry Collier. I saw him actually going out. Barry Collier, you stole his seats. Collier was over on the other end. Emmerd actually walked. He saw me this morning. He walked through our hotel when uh, when Dagan and I were sitting there. Yes, he walked right. You don't remember that? It's that. Not by us, but like over, and he looked right at me, and yeah, it was like the death stare. From Mark Emmerich. <laughs> Not that I'm scared, but for a lot of frosty feelings Wait, there. How, we have like two minutes now. So why? Did you, <laughs> a minute, one minute. One minute. Well, last question: Like, why did you ask about cheesecake? Yeah, that was a weird request. I'm with him. Because I had cheesecake at our lunch yesterday. I know. I want a better piece of cheesecake. I was not fulfilled. I was not fulfilled from that cheesecake. How long will you sleep tonight? As long as you. Anybody will let me sleep tonight. Does Sean, Sean Paul snore? Yes, I kick Sean Paul out. He has a snoring problem. <laughs> yes, oh, so do I. So do I. <laughs> oh, there's a pizza. Oh, here it is. Oh, look at this. Pizza delivery man, Greg. I swear to God. If I, I was holding it. You know he's holding it. Hey, I swear if I walk through the if I walk through the hotel and I see I see oh. the greatest thing ever. I'm, I'm with I'm a pillow wait. and covers. I'm going to wait a minute. But in the floor, <laughs> outside the door. Are we done? We'll see you tomorrow at noon from All right. Gordon Beers. Gordon Beers tomorrow at noon. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.